Hey, welcome back, y'all. This is the JK Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Joey Ortega, and I'm joined by Kenneth Weeder. Today is October 19th, 2021, and this is episode 19. Uh, today 18. We- 18. 17. We just talked about this. 18. Yeah, I got you confused. <laughs> uh, so we have episode 18, and uh, we have today we have the listener questions. We have a couple of those that we're going to bring up. We're going to hit you with the news. Uh, going to go over last night's nail-biter of a game, and then we'll go into our ballers and shot callers, uh, kind of review some of the calls that we made last week, and that should do it for us. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, ready for some more football. It- I'm still a little bit down after last week. I'm I'm trying to keep myself to in I'm trying to keep myself from transitioning to hunting season instead of football season. I need to stay engaged. <laughs> okay. I'm still doing, you know, relatively well in both my leagues, but uh just boy, that t- I, I hate losing in both leagues at the same time, and, say, and they were close. Yeah, those losses start to add up, and it just gets harder and harder to stay as dedicated as you were week one. Yeah, then we have Bipocalypse, and, and I don't have enough bench spots for all my players on buy, and it's like I can't afford I can't afford a loot another loss. Like I, I'm four and four and two, but that quickly becomes four and three, and then you lose again, four and four. So I, I'm not about punting on a crazy bye week. I'm, yeah. I'm going to see if I can figure this out. Yeah, it's hard to give up an automatic L. You know, like so many people would easily say, it's okay, you can sacrifice that loss. Yeah, you know? you're, you're up. But yeah, uh-huh. you're, yeah, but then, uh, <laughs> you know I mean? Like, it's hard to give up ground that you, you work so hard to gain, you know? <laughs> this is where you this is where you draw the line in the sand and become a good fantasy manager. You, you, you fight through this week. I'm being forced to start Miles Idiot Sanders. No, no, no. My, Miles Idiot Gaskin. <laughs> the Miles brothers, either one of them. Yeah, I'd say you don't, you don't want either of those guys. Don't want none of that, do we? But um, here we are, man, another another uh, fantasy football podcast. Yeah. Um, I, so I know Tuesdays are usually the loneliest days of the week, right? Tuesdays and Wednesdays, mm-hmm. we don't have any football. Um, but I still get some Astros baseball, which... You're going to go watch them get another couple Grand Slams put up on them? Dude, this is... it's. You know what? I'm not even going to do this about it. Yeah, I've been depressed it's... about it all day long. I just, you know what? I don't want to do it. So, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and start it off with the listener questions. We had a, we had a discussion in one of our, in one of our leagues. Uh, it was a trade that was proposed. And so Team A would be giving up Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel to get Najee Harris and Tom Brady. And uh, we kind of wanted to weigh in with our thoughts. I'll let you kick it off, Skinny. Yeah, this was tough enough to where we ha- actually had a pre-show, pre-show conference about it, and um, I think we kind of came to an agreement that giving up Mahomes, CMC, and Debo for Najee Harris and Brady, I would take the side receiving Najee and Brady only because the owner in this league has um, Chuba Hubbard. So, I mean, it kind of scares me to give away CMC. He's the best. He's the number one you know, two years ago he was he was fantasy gold. Uh, last year he got injured after you know continuing to put up thirty points a game the two games he was healthy, and this year he he had some had some really good games when he's playing. He's on the IR, and I think that's a precautionary. Just make sure he comes back full speed. Not going to reaggravate things. Um, you know, Debo is a really good player, really good wide receiver, top five this year right now. Um, but the fact that you have Chuba Hubbard, you might end up with a starting running back for a lot longer than you think. Um, and then Najee Harris and Brady, those are just 
they're they're both great this year. Najee Harris is one of the leading wide receivers in the league at, at the running back position. I think <laughs> I think he has the most receptions on the year, uh, something like that. And um, yeah, I, I have to applaud this league. There's always nothing but fair trades um, offered and fair trades accepted. We don't have to come in here and make fun of a team for accepting trades. I think it's it's always really good. And, and uh, these are two first place teams. Uh, just kind of fart sniffing each other, but um, and for me, So originally my um, side note that I wanted to take was that it's too much to give up. Like deep, So Mahomes and Brady, they're a wash. You know, like they're two QB1s. You're not going to, each week, week to week, you're going to decide on which one of them is going to score 30 points, right? Um, so it's really, it's CMC and Debo for Najee at this point. But yeah, I mean, like I, I was on the side that, thinking that giving up Debo to get Najee was too much if you're giving up CMC as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of have to agree with you there. I think if you're not including Chuba Hubbard in that trade and you're, you're getting to keep the handcuff in that situation, you get, you end up getting a, a running back one in replace, you know, to replace CMC and the potential of another running back one. Um, so I, I, I kind of lean the other way now. I think, yeah, uh, Kyle, you, you kind of push except on this trade and, you know, <laughs> I mean, like CMC is hard to get rid of, like Kenny said, and Debo's obviously Debo's uh, really hard to get rid of right he, now. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Debo, he, he's not without his health issues, you know? I mean, like I mm-hmm. became a thing last year because Debo was out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Who's, who knows what to say that's going to end up happening? I just, I kind of think now I lean towards accepting that trade. Um, yeah. But, uh, and, and I can see why um, Corey, who's giving up Najee and Brady would be happy to receive, you know, you're, you're getting, a bunch of really good players here mm-hmm. that go into your lineup, but you're just kind of a little bit risky on, on CMC. You're, you're going to be thin at, at running back, Yeah, Corey, uh, which he, he has some depth, but a lot of them are injured right now. So Corey is definitely the high risk, high reward guy. He's, he's always willing to roll the dice, which makes him a fun trade partner. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He's always the first person I come to whenever I need, <laughs> whenever I need something. <laughs> I, know, I know you won't waste my time, yeah. sir. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I think we agree on that one, man. Kyle, kind of a, uh, I mean, up to you. It's your team, but man, but uh, that's where we where we land on it. Um, the next question was uh, if the listener question by Ray. He says Damian Williams returns to the team this week. Cantankerous you... Kong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the other question. So Cantankerous Kong chimes in and says Damian Williams returns to the team this week. Do you think he splits fifty fifty with Khalil Herbert, or do you see this as Damian Williams backfield again? Personally, I. I think I lean that Damian Williams kind of takes takes the reins again. I mean, they utilized him in the past. They had the he had the running back one status going into it. It's it's a little risky just because Khalil Herbert looked great last week. I think he he kind of solidified himself as a as a legitimate fill in option. You know, I mean, he 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 went and played hard against Green Bay, which I mean, it's not like they're easy to run all over, but they're not you know top of the line run run defense either. Um, but he did well. He did well with the job that was given to him. So I don't see that. I don't see that they you know get rid of him altogether, but I th- see I think I see it more as a 70-30 split, um, just depending on Damian Williams' health. But if he's fully healthy, I mean he only he was out due to COVID. It wasn't like he had injured his hamstring or anything like that, you know. So I think um, once he's back, he's he's got the reins again and probably a 70-30 split. So you use the term again, taking the reins again. Uh, Khalil Herbert out snapped out out uh, carried him on attempts. This was also they... so the one game that the both both of these running backs were in the game. It was when the Chicago Bears were ahead and they were running out the clock at the end of the game. And so mm-hmm. yes, I think that there was uh, eighteen snaps, but I think 
if I'm not mistaken, Khalil Herbert didn't get used in the passing game at all that game when Damian Harris did. So I don't think he got... Correct. I think the touches were in Damian Williams' favor. But yes, it was a 50-50 time split, and Khalil Herbert only came in in the second half when it became that situation where it was like a run-out-the-clock situation. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, I want to say that Damian Harris, Damian Williams did start as the running back one. He did get yeah. the majority of the carries first half of the game, and then the game was out of hand. Then they run it out, and they bring in both of these guys. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm i going to disagree. I, I think it's more of a 50-50, um, but... It, this is kind of speculation. We're not, we're not there to see their practices and, and stuff like that. So, um, I'm I'm just looking at what they've done in the past. But you're right. It, it was a run out the clock situation, and <laughs> attempting to not hurt one of them didn't didn't exactly go as planned. But um, you can't yeah, count COVID against them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I guess yeah. It was. <laughs> it wasn't anything that they did on the field. It was. Who knows? <laughs> it was just yeah. COVID. Um, all right, but the- yeah, I mean, Damian Williams is the is the um, running back two on the depth chart. So yeah, maybe it will be not not so much a fifty fifty, but maybe a sixty forty, or okay. or even a seventy thirty. Cool. Yeah. Right. So I, I just I disagree with myself now. I, I, I do think I, I was Williams gets, I, I was gonna more say like here. I guess you agree with me then, but then yeah. I didn't want to be a jerk <laughs> about it. <laughs> like, okay, you agreed with me without agreeing with me. Got got it. Um, all right, and so on the last question posed by uh, another league mate, Ray Sanchez, he says, if you're on a losing squad, you have a 1-5 record, 2-4 and four record, do you begin to look at some of your solidified pl- positions or players and uh, try to trade them to teams that need the, that position? So, for example, if you own Mark Andrews and you have a 1-5 team, you're starting somebody like Darnell Mooney in wide receiver 2, or you don't have a solidified running back 2 anywhere except for you know week-to-week matchup plays, um, do you start to move Mark Andrews and you know give up that solidified tight end position in exchange for somebody that might be more solidified at one of those other positions? Good uh, grief, poor poor Ray. He doesn't have any running backs, and he's starting Darnell Mooney in wide receiver too. Yeah, it's a it's been a rough go for him. Poor feller. <laughs> <laughs> Drafted a bunch of quarterbacks, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah no, um, I'm going to take this one. Yes. Yes, I, I think you sell Mark Andrews now. His um, his value is is very high, coming off of two two really good games. Um, there are some interesting tight ends on the waiver wire. So, like, we'll talk about Mike Kosicki a little bit later because he was one of my shot shot calls. But um, Ricky Seals Jones, he's kind of a touchdown guy. Um, there's there's a couple of guys that are interesting out there. So a couple of years ago, whenever I had George Kittle, um, I came in, I took over, I actually took over a team that was very similar to Ray's. It had three or four quarterbacks and DeAndre Hopkins. I ended up picking up George Kittle like week one off waivers. Um, At close to the end of the year, I had maybe one win. And so I I sold him for a a high-end running back and I think a a little bit more depth at another position. After I made that trade, I did end up winning a few more games. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think you diminish the value of any of those players. If anything, you know, you, you, you got to put on your salesman boots and, and talk them into the reason why you're only going to accept this is because look, you can only start this, this guy or that guy, you can't start them both, you know, so you, you can, you can kind of finagle some, some wins that way, but, um, don't, don't by any means sell your studs for pennies on the dollar just because you need a little bit of depth, so you got to find the right trade partner, and um, you got to know your league and and who, who you go to. If you have a guy like Corey in your league, that'll take 
a uh, a high end player with a little and, and willing to risk a little bit more, go to them first. What yeah. do you think? I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, so exactly. I think if you're if you need to solidify some other positions or maybe just give yourself a little more uh, a little more boom to your bust right now, yeah, you get rid of somebody. Some of these like uh, Mark Andrews, exactly. I think that's a perfect example. Somebody that's guaranteed to be a, tie, a top three at the position. Uh, you start rolling the dice on streams every week, and then you get yourself, um, you know, maybe a solid running back two with a running back one upside, or maybe a low end running back one. Um, what do you think about this? I think wide receivers are going to be a little bit easier to get. So kind of your lower end wide receiver one, guys like Deontay Johnson that are just 14 points every week. Um, it, it depends on team. Get him, at that and point. then I think you need to target one of these backup running backs, some somebody that might have some stay-around power like um, Daryl Williams or um, I don't know about Khalil Herbert because – I think he goes back to to nothing once um, David Montgomery comes back. But look look at some of these backup guys, and and you know write in another question who you think between these these three guys or something like that. But um, that could be an extra throw in at somebody that can kind of get you through these next couple of weeks and, and buy you maybe a, a couple of wins before you need to readdress. But if you're hurting for wins, you take them any way you can get them, and and you know you might hurt your team long run, but. Sometimes you just got to squeak into the playoffs and, and have it have it working by the end of the season. Yeah, agreed. And I think you hit the again you hit the nail on the head when it comes to like tight ends that are out there. Like if, if Dallas Goddard, I can't imagine why too many people would own him at this point. I'm sure somebody some people do, but you know he's now the tight end one in Philly, and he's going to be mm-hmm. you know I potentially rank him pretty high for the rest of season now that he's not splitting with Zach Ertz. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you can go and snag him on, you know, buy him for expensive with Fab. Get make sure you solidify that spot, and then go trade your Mark Andrews. You know, I think um, I like the new nickname, Kenny the Carpenter. It's the nail on the head. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, cool. I think we we addressed those. We'll go ahead and kick it off to the news. Um, and this, this is, is the news. news. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> All right, man. So today, uh, the news isn't actually, there's not too much, which is, is a good thing, I guess. But Ravens promoted the running back Le'Veon Bell from practice squad to the 53-man roster. Um, again, huh? I know. Again. I, didn't he play this week? I know. I, he played last week. I'm, yeah, I was gonna say last week. So didn't he play the this week. past week? He caught a touchdown this week, I'm pretty sure. Mm, no, I know... Uh... Devonta Freeman got got a touchdown. Uh, Latavius Murray got a touchdown. So I, I he, as far as I know, he didn't play. Okay. Well, he's Not now if he was just now repromoted. So <laughs> he just okay. Got, well, you yeah. know, interesting. Go go on to the there, next one. I'm, I'm there you go, Ray. If you need somebody, I guess roll your dice on Le'Veon Bell. It's better than Miles Gaskin. Yeah, he definitely played. Right? Who's so in my up. starting lineup? <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not crazy. He definitely played. So he had eight carries oh. uh, and a touchdown this last week against the Chargers. So oh, I know. That's I'm, it's like I'm so confused on how that's news for today. Maybe I, you know, like it definitely popped up in the in the news. So I guess he got demoted and got brought back up. But not sure. <laughs> uh, Browns running back Nick Chubb. He's he's ruled out for Thursday's night game. So that's pretty big news. Um, big news for uh, Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson and Demetrius Felton. I mean, it's going to be a toss-up between who gets it. I, I think Dearness Johnson is going to be the guy. Well, no, I I mean, do you think this could end up being a Chubb and Hunt situation where 
one gets one quarter and the other gets the next quarter, and then they kind of go back and forth? Or is Demetrius more of a uh, passing down type guy? Yeah, I see. I mean, like, of course we don't know. I've only ever seen a couple of games. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Demetrius Felton kind of feels more of a quarter row Patterson type where he's going to be a gadget player. He comes in and handles Mm -hmm. uh, specific plays that are, you know, designed for him. uh, While Demetrius... um, but uh, De Ernest Johnson. De, De Ernest Johnson ends up being the traditional running back. That's that's what, sort of what I predict end up happening. Carpenter Joey hit the nail on the head. No, um, he. Uh, I, I remember last year De Ernest Johnson had to play during a game where they're kind of both both uh, laid up. So he had a bunch of carries and a bunch of yards. So, um, yeah, De Ernest Johnson is going to be an important addition right now. Mm-hmm. Ray Ray, look it up, man, or go, get after him. <laughs> Uh, so the Browns place Kareem Hunt and Jeremiah, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa on IR today. So we knew that Kareem Hunt was going to go. It's just official now. Um, he's got three weeks at least on there. It looks like it could be more. There, it, it might be significant, a lot more significant than we made it out to be last night. Just got to monitor it. Three weeks minimum right now. We're getting, yeah, mixed information <clears throat> because nobody likes to let anybody know what's going on. Yeah, we're operating from the same news sources that you guys are. We don't have an inside source. Yeah, at least not yet. <laughs> um, so Baker Mayfield, he this is kind of crazy. He says that he's expecting to play on Thursday night, and he's dealing with a fully torn labrum. Like that just seems dangerous. Labia majorum. Yeah, his labia majora. <laughs> uh, that's in the shoulder, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like this just seems crazy to me. What a baller, right? It's, uh, Speaks to his mental fortitude and his his pain tolerance, but yeah, I just can't imagine he, he takes a tackle on his shoulder, lands on it wrong, and he's, that hurts. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> Ow, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine. He's just like, okay, I'm gonna go back out and do that again. No, that's not yeah. only is he hilarious, he's also <laughs> a tough sob. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, just gotta monitor that situation. I just good luck with that. I, I don't want to deal with that. Bills tied in Dawson Knox. They broke his hand. They broke a bone in his hand last night. His timeline's to be determined, but they're hopeful that he'll be back right after the bye. So he yeah. broke it before he threw that touchdown. Well, the two point conversion pass. I thought that was actually really cool. Yeah, he it was like a that. shot put pass. But. He went in there. Like he saw Josh Allen and kind of was like, "I could do that. You know, like, go ahead and put me in, coach." Instead, he played uh, some quarterback in high school. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah, for them to expect a receiver to be back after one week of a, I don't know, man, like especially Josh Allen, he's got a rifle. He's not going to be lobbing the ball to Dawson Knox. Like that's, I, I, yeah. And at the tight end position too, you're playing blocker for a lot of the plays, you know, and he's, I mean, yeah. most snaps you're in there. You're, I mean, I know he's a deep threat, but you have to body them just uses his chest. I, I don't know. <laughs> this is why we're not football players, right? Cause we're like, I guess oh, not, yeah. my <laughs> hand is broken. I can't do I know. anything. <laughs> I had the Saquon Barkley injury. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess that's his career. Because <laughs> that was a big owie when it happened to me. <laughs> All right, man, that wraps. Oh, no, Julio Jones. He left the game with a hamstring issue. So what's new with there? He's The forever hamstring hampered. That guy. Just so crazy. He was like one of the best in the league for the longest time as a Falcon. And now I just kind of look at him as like a broken old man. I know. I, I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole and he just, Andre Johnsoned himself. It's kinda sad to see, man. Really sad to yeah, see. Yeah, it is. He was one of my favorites. Alright, well uh, we'll move over to the Monday night recap as we're talking about some of these players. Um I can't believe the Titans won. Dude, I can't either. It was actually a <laughs> really cool game to watch. I didn't expect it to be that way, but 
ended up being a lot of fun. I've got to have more um, swing passes to Derrick Henry. I've, I gotta have more swing passes. <laughs> He's that's the craziest thing is the season. It's, I mean, like we'll we'll start on the Titans side of the ball. I know we have it other way around on the dock. Okay, Derrick Henry, holy crap! Holy schmucks! <laughs> holy schmucks. crap! He is absolutely just one of the craziest running backs I've ever been alive to watch. And he's I, getting used in the passing game now. Like that was the, not much, but a enough little bit. enough to where it matters. He, I mean, like last season. I think he had two total receptions. This season, he's getting two to three a game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, that's a, not really a game changer in the fantasy aspect because he he makes his hay on the on the ground. But like twenty attempts, one hundred and forty three yards, three touchdowns. That's like eight yards in attempt if I, if my my quick math is right. Um, se- seven yards, still. He's just. And the way he does it, he just bowls over people. I mean, he <laughs> he stiffs arms and throws you down and makes you look silly. Or he like he gives you. I guess it, he got tackled on one play. I think we'll both know which one it is. I don't know who it was that was mm-hmm. like standing in front of him, but he actually tackled the other person. The other guy just was too big. He couldn't step over him. You know, he just fell on top yeah. of him. I mean, just so so crazy, so strong. So I mean, he's. I saw a meme that he was the, <clears throat> he was the player we all created in Madden. Yeah, back in the yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, just ninety nine stats, everything. He's it's so <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, he's he's fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I, hit, whenever they hit him in those swing passes, just like those poor cornerbacks are like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> getting trampled by an elephant. Uh, but yeah, man, this guy is he's just insane. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I know so. It, Preseason, I know that he was like a guy that you could target as a QB. He was supposed to be a sleeper quarterback. You target him real late in the draft if you were going to punt that position. He has not panned out to be who you thought that was going to be, you know? Um, he has these two elite weapons, A.J. Brown and now Julio Jones. Nothing's really working out in that situation. I know A.J. Brown showed some life last night. It was all in the second half, which is actually kind of reaffirming for anybody that owns him. Uh, you know, that, that was when the game was on the line. They started going to him, nine targets, seven he's catches. Just always, he's always so open. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't know they're not contested that. catches. He's just a good route runner. He's open. And Buffalo was is like they're the number one pass defense in the league right yeah. now. So I mean, it yeah. wasn't like he was going up against just nobodies. So it was it was reaffirming for those uh, AJ Brown owners. Um, Julio Jones, like we said, he got injured. So five targets, three catches, fifty nine yards. Not much to really talk about there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the offense flows through Derrick Henry. I think he's going to be. You know, I, I think AJ Brown's limited by Derrick Henry's success. You know what I mean? If Derrick Henry doesn't drive them into the red zone, A.J. Brown's not going to have that red zone attempt. I don't know, know man. The The Titans are, are such a, a tough a team to play team. for a defense because all first quarter they have to deal with Derrick Henry. All, all, uh, all first half. All second half they have to deal with Derrick Henry and the play action. So, like, what do you do? Do you stop this guy? Because nobody can stop him anyways, so... Like do you do you let him just bust big run after big run or do you? I just don't know how you, you stop him. Yeah, altogether. you got to play man. <laughs> those zone those zone plays. He's going to pick up first downs just left and right. They're they're a good team. Um, they lost to the Jets is what I think got everybody. Oh, they suck. They they lost to the Jets. It, it was one of those any given Sunday situations, I, I, I guess. But um, I can't I can't believe they they won. I know it was kind of a fluke deal where he slipped on the. Uh, fourth down attempt to win the game instead of going to overtime which i had their kicker so that was a little upsetting but i think it was already overtime and it would have been a tie to go into yeah it would have been to go into overtime 
that it was wasn't regulation. already overtime? No. Maybe just, okay. I, I was also they watching the baseball game, so I was kind of like looking back and forth. Yeah, um, no, I, I watched the whole game. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, I yeah I, I think that Josh Allen's going to be remembered for that situation, but he actually played a hell of a game. I thought he did really well. Yeah, he gave yeah, his team every opportunity to win that that game, and he was the, ended up being the QB three in fantasy this week. I mean, he's just a baller. He, there was one play in particular. He was running. He's scrambling for his life. He stops and sees an open Cole Beasley and mid like mid run just tosses its sidearm to him about twenty yards, and Cole Beasley just uh, you know, I mean. I think he gets, yeah, he caught the ball, <laughs> but he gets taken down maybe five or ten yards later. He just he, oh, I, I thought that was the touchdown pass where he just caught it standing nah, alone in the end zone. No, nah, it wasn't that one, not in that one in particular. But there was just one play like I watched, looked off to the side as I'm you know watching the Astros get decimated. Um, he's yeah, I mean he just he brings those plays. He he, he extends plays like nobody else. Uh, you know, like Lamar Jackson, Pat, Pat he's Mahomes. He's so big, yeah. You know, he's just, there's very few people that have that ability. You know, I mean, it was what, it's what made Deshaun Watson so exciting to watch. You know, those, those, uh, yeah. the ability to make great plays happen from nothing. Before his massage <laughs> <laughs> mishaps. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just, anyways, he's a lot of fun to watch. I really like him. And you're, I guess, it sucks that you're having to deal with the, the bye week now. But it also, on the other hand, it's really great because you set him in your lineup and you forget about it for the rest of the season, you know? Yep. So yep, now get it out of the way now. Get it out of the way now. Um, you have to be excited about that. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary—they're kind of an enigma right now. I think Zach Moss is still the running back one. You know my feelings I do too. on Devin Singletary, but Devin Singletary actually kind of looked good last night. They—they—they they, they were exactly 50-50 split. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach Moss had eight carries and Singletary had five, but Singletary had five receptions. They're and, having trouble getting anything done on the ground. <clears throat> yeah, outside of Josh Allen rushing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the, that was that was really the he was the running back last night. You know. Yeah, um, but I, I still think when it comes to if they're on the one, well, <laughs> I say that, and Josh Allen was actually the one they yeah, gave it to. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's the problem with owning a uh, running back on this team is is Josh Allen gets the red zone or, or like the uh, inside the five carries a lot of times. But Zach Moss has kind of been, you know, relevant all season long, where Singletary has not. Right. Um, yeah, and so then Stefan Diggs, it's great to finally see him catch a touchdown. We, we've been talking about it. Those touchdowns are going to come. He ended up with 19.4 points, 11 targets, 9 receptions on 89 yards. Uh, the 11 targets is really what I, I look at. He's he's mm-hmm. going to continue to just He's see, done that all year. Yeah, exactly. He's going to continue to see those targets, and with that kind of a target share, he's going to put up these big games. So I know a lot of these Stefan Diggs owners were – it's not like anybody really sold him cheap, right? You know, I don't think anybody – I hope nobody really went out after five weeks and was like, I'm done. I'm out calling it. Um, and this this is kind of why. You know, it solidifies the the fact that he is still the wide receiver one on that team. Uh, um, yeah, he, he probably is going to have a, a backloaded, backloaded season. But um, th- this was part of the ballers and shot callers. And really, Emmanuel Sanders had a very similar stat line. He actually had – he didn't have the number of targets um, or receptions, but he had the same – he actually had a little bit more yards. He had a couple more yards on on fewer targets. So and, and he was wide, wide open for a touchdown, mm-hmm. and and Josh Allen just didn't see him. So um, I, I did I did miss that shot call, but not by much. Yeah, and we'll we'll have a lot of that this week. We'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, he's putting up a solid year, dude. I mean, he's just proving to be. What kind of Cole Beasley was last year? He's not really. I mean, like he has the upside of getting you those two touchdowns a game. He's not what Cole Beasley is because Cole Beasley just was a multi. 
he, he was a reception guy. He got a lot of receptions and never really got the touchdowns. And he's starting to transition to more of a wider, I don't know, wide receiver too. He can do it all kind of deal. Yeah. I, 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 he remi- I said it on, I think, our first or second podcast. He reminds me a lot of Julian Edelman. Yeah, maybe. I don't I don't see that comparison. But I think overall what I'm getting at is that he's just becoming so reliable mm-hmm. as a fantasy starter. You know, I mean, you can throw him in as your wide receiver too. And and we talked about it. He went so late in the drafts, almost you undrafted. You don't have to pay for him. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have to pay anything for him. And you're getting a wide receiver two on the year. And you can just literally start him and never worry about him because he's going to go in there and get you your 11 points with the upside of, you know, 20 to 30 points. No, not probably not 30, but 20 points. You know, um, and Cole Beasley, he's just become somebody that's so inconsistent this season, which is so unlike him. But he saw nine targets, seven receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown last night, you know. Um, And before that, the two games before that, he had a total of four targets and three receptions. So don't really know what to make of him. But you I mean, do you own him? Do you do you go out and get him and just hold him and hope to guess right? No, I, I mean, he's. Definitely a bye week fill-in player, but he's on bye, so maybe not this week. <laughs> <laughs> Just for future. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, I don't think there's going to be another bi-pocalypse like this one, but yeah. Um, and so then Dawson Knox, with his uh, little hand injury, three targets, three receptions at 25 yards, he's still going to be one of the tight ends that you, you want to own. Just got to monitor his situation with his hand injury. you have anything to add to that? No. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and take a short break, and then we'll come right back, and we'll hit you with the ballers and shot callers. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, stepping into ballers and shot callers. Had a lot of losses. Had a lot of rope store participants in these, but um, you know, I, I I think I said it earlier. You, you can lead a horse to fantasy stats, but you can't get them right. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All we do is go off the matchups from what we've seen in previous weeks. Hey, these guys suck against the wide receiver. These guys suck against, you know, whatever. And it doesn't always play out that way. So um, try and go easy on us. But um, to start off, QBs, I said Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Pat Mahomes all had really good matchups. Um, they all did fine. Mahomes actually had a, several interceptions, so he he really kind of fell out of his normal. Uh, Pat and home self, uh, Kyler Murray was right there around 30. Josh Allen was, was well over 30. Um, but my start of the week was Taylor sucks Heineke. And, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he just, I think he ended up with like 11 points in, in our scoring format. And I don't know, it was, it was kind of an off week week for the, um, defense ranks and stuff like that. So there's going to be a little bit of changes next week that we're going to have to adjust. So maybe not everybody playing Tampa Bay can pass on them, or maybe that's just Jalen Hurts City. couldn't pass. So, oh wait, uh, well Tampa Bay, yeah, oh, okay. uh, wrong, wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see why you said that, but yeah, uh, same thing with Tampa Bay uh, with Kansas City. Taylor Heineke just couldn't couldn't get things together. So, um, yeah, the the um, fantasy studs they all did pretty well. Taylor Heineke, stream of the week, start of the week. Well, we talked about this yesterday, that that game was supposed to be just fantasy gold, and it ended up, mm-hmm. you know, the that Redskins offense just did not get it going. Uh, Heineke looked bad. None of the offense really did anything but help him, make him look better. I mean, it was just all around bad. That was a Kansas City game through and through. Um, good for them. Yeah, bad for us. Made they us needed that. <laughs> uh, so my QB start of the week was Trevor Lawrence. This is kind of, I feel like it's a bad beat, but I mean, we did set the line, all right? So with the line we set was 25 points. 
I didn't get to that. I didn't get to that threshold. He was a QB 15 on the week, and he had 20.85, 20.85 points. Um, so I'll take my L. But he won the game finally. Yeah, he got the. We he got, get, a, we he get got a win. Consolation pat on the back on that because we both picked the uh, Jags to win their first game uh, in 17 weeks. So I think if you started Trevor Lawrence, you're not upset. But as far as my threshold goes, I didn't get the win that I was looking for. So I'll take my L. Go ahead with your running back. We got plenty of those coming. <laughs> um, James Robinson, another really good game for him. Um, you know, again, we said we can't just pick these guys that are easy. So, you know, I, I will take a win on, on James Robinson, but I took a massive loss on Miles Gaskin. Um, I have him in my starting lineup. He's he's playing against Atlanta. He Surely he won't suck three weeks in a row, right? <laughs> You know my feelings on him already, so I'm not going to go into it again. <laughs> I, got, I got no place else to go this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think it, Gaskin is just, I don't, I don't know, it's really hard to bet on him at this point. I wouldn't be, he's not going to be making the start of the weeks ever again. I, don't, I can't imagine, right? No. Yeah. Um, my start of the week was Melvin Gordon. Uh, I put into all, all this analysis, you know, into like how the how the Raiders uh, defense allows two running backs to be successful. Um, it just didn't work. You know I mean? The, the bear, the Broncos defense or offense didn't get going until the fourth quarter when it was already well into garbage time. And then that was when Sutton shined. They just, I, I don't think they got into the red zone, but one time. And it was really, oh. it was a, it was a tough game to watch for me, especially because I had a lot, you know I mean? Like, I wanted Melvin Gordon to succeed. I traded for Melvin Gordon this week. Um, and it just didn't pan out. He ended up finishing as the running back number 30 on the week. He was uh, 8.8 points, and Javonta Williams ended up finishing as the uh, running back 27 with 9.6 points. So just not a not a great start. It, I mean, they, Wait, they, how are they 29 and 30? 27 and 30. How could they be that, that far down? Like, that's not that bad. Yeah, there was a lot of running backs that did Good well. Good grief. Okay. Um, but yeah, 8.8 and 9.6. Just none of the ones we picked. <laughs> they they just didn't. Yeah, I mean, like I don't I don't know what else to say about it. They, it is what it is. I was wrong. Yep, another another L there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you know, I, I I picked Las Vegas on that one. Whenever I did my picks, I, I actually picked all these games the week before the game, like before the last week game even started. And I went back and I changed that one because of Gruden and everything. And uh, it seemed the offense kind of played the same way it has. So maybe they they just are going to continue the game plan, not really have to be uh, hampered with, with um, a remedial-type offense. So they, they might still be fine going forward, and and uh, they just kind of have cohesion as a team maybe. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, wide receivers, uh, I did go Terry McLaurin. So maybe it's every other other game he'll have a boom, <laughs> but he definitely <laughs> didn't do too well this game. Um, and then Devonta Smith really – I just I want him to be a thing, and and I'm not going to want that anymore. He he's probably riding my bench until further notice, as long as I have better options. So, um, yeah, I I just don't trust Hurts to throw the ball at this point. It's not so much that he wasn't open; he just didn't. It's hard. It's hard to agree with you, man, because I actually I I think Devonta Smith is good, and I think that Jalen Hurts too. is good. So I mean, I I don't think you go away from the well just yet, but. This week, yeah, you'll you'll take your L's when it comes to your start of the week and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know if you, do, you just turn away from it just yet. Play matchups and kind of watch that. But 
Uh, my start of the week was Brandon Cooks, and this is another one that hurts. You know what I mean? Cooks finished with 13.4 points. We, we set the line at 15, so again, I'm going to take my L. But this is a game where Davis Mills only threw 243 yards and two interceptions, zero touchdowns. He was the, I think, he was the wide receiver 21 on the week, uh, and he was only 0.7 points beyond Deontay Johnson, right? So, like, you started Deontay Johnson. Are you, you upset with him at all? No, I love him. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, this week, it sucks because I feel like you should love Brandon Cooks too. But, yeah, we set the line. I'll take my L. It was a great start, though. I think you're not upset if you started Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the tight end. So, uh, again, Zach Ertz, he, he, was, he finishes the number nine tight end. So I feel like we need to adjust this one. <laughs> I, we, the line was 12.5 points. Only seven tight ends finished at 12.5 points or above. Um, he had 10.9 points. I think it was a really great call, especially since hardly anybody owned him. And, you know, if you did pick him up as the start of the week, uh, you know, you, you lucked out. And now he's a Cardinal. So you, you double lucked out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went with um, Mark Andrews. I wanted him to do it again. He did get uh, over 15 points. Um, and then I went with Mike Gusecki, but I also had a caveat that um, only if two is not playing. And Gusecki got over the 15 points, but Tua also played. So um, I don't know if that's a win or not. I guess the numbers were right, but I also, like I said, I was, I was a little bit worried if Tua is playing. So maybe they, they have um, adjusted their, their game plan to throw to him because he has been uh, successful thus far. Yeah. And then Tyler Bass, my kicker, number one kicker on the season. I knew it all along. Had another good game. <laughs> all right. Uh, and so then we did the so quid pro quo. So just keep picking Tyler Bass until further notice. We did quid pro quo when it, we were like this or that. Um, and it turns out quid or quo. I had a couple of wins here. So Justin Jefferson or Emmanuel Sanders was one of yours for me. I said you start Justin Jefferson like you're – it's, he's just too talented to uh, to be beat by Emmanuel Sanders. It ended up being right. Both of them did well. No, but you're wrong. Justin Jefferson didn't do well? No, uh, he got 10. Emmanuel Sanders got uh, like 11, 11 and a half. Why did I think Justin Jefferson had a touchdown? Uh-uh. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and especially with, with uh, Emmanuel Sanders being open and going into the end zone, if he would have had that touchdown, that would have been... That would have won me the game if I <laughs> if I made that. I, I ended up losing by like three points in that league, three or four points, four points. Dang, my bad. I'm gonna take that yeah. out of the win column. That definitely goes into loss then. All right, um, and then we'll T Higgins. This one I, I don't even know if you can count it as a win. Both of them didn't score over six points, but I did say start T Higgins if you had uh, Sterling Shepard in the offense, and I don't think I can really take credit for that because Kadarius Tony had he stayed Dude, healthy Kadarius Tony is my like we didn't do the buy, buy sell or hold like he is my buy he is really good he's just hurt right now he he left the game in the first quarter and the news is, is that it's it's kind of significant like it, he could be missing some time I don't Why know if you read that, that in our news <laughs> uh that's a good question yeah, that's okay. I mean, we'll still, well, then I guess he's a hold because you're. I, I would not. I would not be dropping him. Yeah. In fact, good... I, I think I want to keep him as my keeper, or um, maybe Deontay Johnson. But yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, did you have any others? Uh, Miles Gaskin versus Damian Williams. I, um, I went Damian Williams, but he was held out. So 
Yeah, we won't count that. You can't lose for okay. injury. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Hunter Renfro versus Tim Patrick. They had a very, very similar stat line. Both had three catches. Renfro had three for 36. Patrick had three for 42, but he did get a touchdown. So, um, you know, I, I lose there, but, you know, I, I expected Renfro to have seven receptions or so, but he didn't. Yeah. Okay. All, all good questions because the stat lines were really close. You know, have you ever played the game Split the Room? Yeah. Yeah, This these were very Split the Room questions because there are half dozen one way, six the other. And we'll have more com- uh, coming up tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow's show? Yep. Cool. All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, it's a short and sweet one, and then uh, tomorrow we'll bring you some more of that fantasy goodness. Uh, don't forget to like and share us on Facebook with the JK Fantasy uh, Podcast and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram. And then uh, share us on all of the podcast platforms. I am Joey and signing off. Good day. And this is Kenneth. It's been real. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>